Welcome to our 25-day Christmas countdown, where for every day in December, we break down the story of Christ's birth with the hope that you will gain a better understanding and appreciation for the true meaning of Christmas. We're your hosts, Ella and Addie, and we're praying that you would challenge yourself and your friends to tune into every single episode on this 25-day journey. Now let's hear from our listeners. What does Christmas mean to you? I guess Christmas just means coming together as a family and it's just a time where we can just be together and you know presents are great and I think coming together is just even better and just the whole aspect of Christmas so as you can see people differ on their beliefs about Christmas regardless let's jump into scripture to break down the story of the first Christmas together Hello, and welcome to episode nine of our Christmas countdown series. Quite honestly, I'm getting to the point where I'm scared to say what number of episode we're on because I'm losing count. I quite honestly have little to no idea. Taking a guess in the dark here that we're on episode number nine. And fun fact, we're actually not recording these episodes directly in order of each other. So that makes it even a little more difficult. But with that being said, I also want to mention our Christmas countdown giveaway that we are doing at the end of this series. If you want to enter into that series, it is super easy. All you have to do is listen to these episodes and then go ahead and jump on either Instagram or Facebook. And we are doing polls on our stories with basically just a question that is answered inside the podcast. And all you have to do is answer that question. Um, We post one every single day. And after you've done that, that's it. You are entered into the giveaway. So make sure that you're taking advantage of that and going ahead and answering those questions. But with that being said, I want to jump into today's scripture, which is Luke chapter one, verses 30 through 33, which says, and the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God and behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the son of the most high and the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father, David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever and of his kingdom, there will be no end. So I kind of want to pick up where Ella left off yesterday in her episode on Mary, where she was talking about um, betrothed and engagement and kind of just the customs of marriage of that time. So like Ella, was saying there's basically these three different periods. There's the period of engagement and your parents actually normally decided who you would be engaged to. And so kind of it was just a mutual agreement between one family and another family of, hey, I have a daughter, you have a son, they'd work well together here, they're engaged. And some commentaries I was reading said this could happen as early as two years old where families would decide, hey, yep, these two, great. They're going to work out later. And then the period of betrothal, which was the period that Mary and Joseph were in. So that was the one year period right before they would get married. And basically they were quote unquote legally married. Like if they wanted to end this arrangement, it would have to end in a divorce. However, they were not officially married until the end of this one year period. So people around this time were normally around the age of 15 or 16. So that 
made Mary really, really young. But one of the things that was really interesting to me in this passage is it said, Mary found favor with God. So yes, Mary was only 15 or 16 years old, but yet she had found favor with God. And I want to be careful about this because yes, Mary found favor with God, but she isn't um, someone who gives out favor or blessing. So often I see some individuals who um, hold Mary to a higher position and sometimes they even pray to her. However, we see in the Bible that as followers of God, we are to refuse worship. So we see Peter um, refuses worship in Acts where he's doing all these signs and wonders and the people are like, whoa, let's worship him. And Peter's like, nope, nope, no, like, no, all glory, honor, and praise goes um, to God and to God alone. And we also see this in Revelations where the angels also refuse to be worshiped. So yes, Mary found favor with God. And yes, like this favor allows her to be the mother of Jesus, but no one besides God is worthy of our praise. Does Mary deserve respect? Yes, absolutely. I like, she found favor with God and she is the mother of Jesus. So yes, but um, this phrase found favor with God does not mean that she gives out favor or blessing um, if we pray to her. That, that idea just isn't supported in scripture at all. So we also see this phrase that you shall conceive in your womb and bear a son and you shall call his name Jesus. So Jesus was actually a very common name around this time. It wasn't like the super special or unique name that the angel Gabriel gave to Mary. It actually was a very common name. And for this reason, we see in the Bible that sometimes they refer to Jesus as Jesus of Nazareth. And that's kind of just like more of a description. So they know what guy they were talking about. And also this name, Jesus, is basically the same as the name Joshua because it derives from the Hebrew root. And the name actually means the Lord is salvation. So yes, it was a very special name. And I was reading a couple of commentaries and some of them differed on this, but um, some of them are saying that some women of this time, they had this hope that, you know, they would be like Mary and they would be the favored one and that they would be able to be um, the mother of the coming Messiah. And so for this reason, some comment some commentaries say that these women may have named their child Joshua or Jesus just um, with the hope that their child could be the possible Messiah or the possible you know, salvation of the world. However, I'm not sure um, how supported this is. Obviously, that's just what some historians are believing and thinking. But either way, in this time, we see how much of a reproach it would be if you were barren and why it was considered basically so much of a curse is because you didn't have the opportunity to be the mother of the Messiah. We have to remember in this time frame that the Messiah or Jesus was prophesied. So prophets were coming and saying like, hey, he is coming, he is coming, he is coming, he is coming. So I'm sure every Jewish girl of this time was like, hey, is it going to be me? Am I going to be the lucky one that gets to be the mother of Jesus? And we also see about this name in scripture, specifically in Philippians 2 verses 9 through 10, that it says, the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. So regardless, the name of 
Jesus is obviously a very special name, even though it was a common name of this time. We also see in this passage the phrase that he will be great, and this was promised by the angel Gabriel. And when I first read over this, I really didn't think a whole lot about it, but the more I thought about it, I realized how much of an influence Jesus had on the entire world. Really, no one in history has had more of an impact on the world than Jesus Christ. I mean, think about it. I wouldn't even be sitting here or recording this podcast if the angel Gabriel hadn't come to Mary and promised her a baby. If Jesus wasn't ever here on earth, I would not be sitting here doing this. So really thinking about just the impact that Jesus has had on this world and Right now, Christianity is the largest religion in the world, and it has more than 2 billion followers. And really, it's based on the life and teaching of Jesus Christ, who is approximately about 2,000 years old today. So the phrase, he will be great, I take that as almost an understatement because someone came into this world over 2,000 years ago, and right now we have more than 2 billion people following them. So yeah, Jesus had a really big influence on this world. And I also recommend just Googling the impact that Jesus had on the entire world. I got lost in Google for quite some time reading about these. It is crazy the impact that Jesus had just on society and some of the social norms. So if you ever just have a minute, go ahead and Google that. And I have some resources down below in the podcast show notes, but it seriously blew my mind. And the last phrase I just want to dive into is the little phrase that says, of his kingdom, there will be no end. And in 2 Samuel 7 verses 16, it says, your house and your kingdom will endure forever before me. Your throne will be established forever. And I love this verse as a Christian because I know that I'm on the winning team. I know that when I put my hope and faith and trust in Jesus Christ, I know that I win. I know that in the end of this world, the devil loses and that God will defeat all. So it's really just encouraging to me to read this, that it was even prophesied when he was just a baby saying, hey, like this guy's going to have a kingdom and this kingdom is going to have no end. This is how great he is and how great he will be. Um, So that's basically what I had for you guys today. Tomorrow, we're going to be talking about the Holy Spirit and how it is coming over and overshadowing Mary. So go ahead and make sure you listen to tomorrow's episode. But like I said, thanks for trekking along with us and listening to all these episodes. You guys are the best and I will see you in a future episode. We really hope you enjoyed today's episode. Make sure you tune in tomorrow so you don't miss out on any of the fun. Challenge a friend to start listening and make sure to share this episode. Let's spread the true message of Christmas everywhere.